Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 Post Game Show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got our co-host, Neil. Neil, we have a fantastic game to talk about tonight, so let's get into it. I'm Yay. <laughs> They're already starting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Luis Ortiz doesn't suck. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you don't know ball if you're saying that after two starts <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah i'm annoyed i told you pre-show here i'm just i'm really annoyed tonight but uh i won't try to let that affect me too much let's talk about the post game i feel like we'll kind of keep it short and sweet to a degree tonight yeah. I mean, it was just bad baseball again and i feel like we're falling into the issues of the 2020 2022 season uh, of doing post-game shows where every show feels like the same. Yeah. The offense sucked. The pitching sucked. There's your game. And the reason it sucked, because there's not major league players in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I was There's your post-game tonight, too. Yeah, I was really trying to rack my brain during the game about what on earth I could even talk about that I haven't talked about in the past two weeks. And I couldn't think of anything except maybe talking about Ortiz. Um but yeah, there's nothing new. Uh, you, you, you can't trot out Palacios and Bay, Marcano, and delay night after night after night and expect anything to change. Yeah. Now, obviously, the offense as a whole is just, well, as we keep hearing, historically bad. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just putrid. You know, I mean, we're not, they're not scoring any runs at all. They're not hitting. And again, that's one through nine. We can keep talking about hedges in like six through nine, but matter of the fact is two, one through five isn't doing their job either. It just, nope. of course, exposes the back end. <laughs> when you have guys that don't belong in MLB, I mean, of course, you keep talking about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Plasters, we talked about where he he had, I don't know, 24 hours to get the first base and he failed to do so tonight. <laughs> you know, like things like that. You know, like when those guys are doing those things, of course, it gets blown up even further because well that yeah. person doesn't even belong in the majors so maybe there was someone belonged to the majors that mm-hmm. maybe hit a home run tonight is ninth of the year in double a <laughs> could you imagine confidence greg brown what he would say if rodolfo castro did that <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> he and would granted, like granted, <laughs> castro brings enough to himself and i understand that mm-hmm and that's another thing I want to talk about, and I don't know. I could go off the rails tonight for like a two-hour show, and I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess, you know, we can start with Ortiz. Um, yeah. I think that's the big new thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't want to talk about the offense again. I've talked about it so much already. <laughs> that, that's fine. <laughs> let's, let's start with Ortiz. 
uh, not a good outing. You know, I think his last nope. outing we saw, we both – did we do that post game too? Me. I don't remember. I, don't I, I mean, I, <laughs> talking in general though. Yeah. It wasn't good, but it also wasn't bad. It was it was okay. There were certainly things that you you took away from there that you like to see. Um, he wasn't sharp, but again, like he wasn't he wasn't terrible by any means, you know, mm-hmm. especially like the numbers, and that's why his defense behind him didn't help any, right? He had three unearned that night. Yeah. This one was clearly worse. Mm-hmm. I still think he got so unlucky sometimes. Like, you know, that Bay has to field that uh, ground ball from Baez, you know, that infield hit from Badu that leads to some more runs. Like, he didn't do himself any favors tonight by any means. Um, but the biggest thing I'll point out is that last game he had one swing and miss. Right. One. Today he had 10. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of just see that with Ortiz at the moment, it's really all just about location. And he is still really feeling that out. And so when I keep getting bombarded with people telling me that Luis Ortiz is bad, like he's this is his second start of the year. And what I would ask you to do is go back and look at Rich Hill. He was at 43. He's ready for AREP. And Vince Velasquez first two starts and tell me like where the difference is because my issue too like the over the complete I mean the overreaction started in the first inning yeah sick mm-hmm. inning pitched in the majors this year is when the overreactions I can't tell you how my mentions just blew about DFA and send it back down to Indy and all this and all this he's pitched 135 pitches in the major leagues this year in total six innings yeah. total. we can't be doing this already for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's frustrating. I think every, especially since the T is so bad, the team is so bad right now that you need something. And Luis Ortiz was supposed to be that spark. You know, come in, gave you some good outings, and he hasn't been. But no, he's he also a rookie. <laughs> like, like, do people think he was going to come up and be Spencer Strider? Like, I don't know what the expectation is. And it's coming from the same people who keep hyping up the farm and then would rather see Vince Velasquez out there every day, who's not going to be here next year. (laughs) So, like, he he should be in the majors and he should be working things out because he's not a lost cause after two starts. Yeah. Again, like, I feel like I say this so much. It's it's like my trademark phrase. Like, two things can be true. And and on one hand, one thing that's true, is Luis Ortiz wasn't good tonight. He, I mean, he, yep. he, he wasn't. There's positives awful. you can take. Like you said, the swing and miss stuff where he didn't have last time. Like mm-hmm. there are some positives, of course, you can take away from it. But it wasn't a good start. But mm-hmm. at the same time, because his second start in the majors this year wasn't a good start, mind you, his one, well, I guess third, a third of his second start uh, wasn't that good. Like we don't need to DFA him already. No, I mean, have some patience. This is a rookie pitcher, and just like you said, were you were you DFAing Rich Hill after a second start? Were you DFAing Vince Velasquez after a second start? So, like, you're already looking dumb if you're saying that for those two. So, don't make the same silly mistake to to be dumb after saying this one. Also, who, mind you, isn't a vet. Who mm-hmm. now, Rich Hill has had success. Vince Velasquez has really been pedestrian at his best. Yeah, to bad for his entire career. So when he has two bad starts, there's also a track record to go off of. 
Luis mm-hmm. Ortiz is, like you said, a rookie. I get so irritated. Like when people, I, I just feel like so many people think you hit the majors, development's done. Like, yeah. but to me, I feel like the biggest part of your de- de- development is the majors. Yeah. Like this is where you get to see where you really have to work on, what you really need to do. You know, like the thing about this start is Luis Ortiz, who might go back down to Indy now if Vince Velasquez is healthy, who knows what's going for. This could be his last start. But regardless, he needs to step away. He yeah. and Marine need to talk about what he needs to do. And again, tonight I feel like I mean he was overthrowing so much. Oh yeah. Like I feel like he was just trying so hard tonight. Mentally, he was mentally he just wasn't with it tonight. Right. Um it I, I don't want to make like Luis like Mitch Keller um comparisons from his rookie year where like he would just shut down but it it clearly like his but he mentally he is not there tonight but you're right like i don't see any point in sending him back down to indianapolis to face a bunch of scrubs who don't help him fix that mentality or help because he needs to have that mlb development he needs to struggle like i just and at the very least, and I think I kind of mentioned this about like relief pitchers a while back about like how you can look at someone like Cody Bolton or Will Crow and see absolutely nothing redeemable. You look at Luis right. Ortiz, there is redeemable stuff there. Like you can see the fastball, you can see the slider, you can see the sinker, like, but it's, it's going to take time. I'm glad you said that. And here's where my tangent can go. And like, I've stopped myself, I think already seven times on the show from going down this tangent, but I'm going to lead into it just a little bit. What's really annoying me tonight is of course, Luis Ortiz is he had a start and a lot of still like Castro talk because Castro once again, didn't start tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm perplexed on that. I understand again, like how we're talking about Ortiz. Ortiz has not been good. That's true. Rodolfo Castro has not been good in the field. That's true. But neither has Bay. Now, mind you, I'll also say this too, because you brought it up. I feel that's a little too harsh on Bay making that not making that play tonight. Like that was one mm-hmm. one thing with with Cruz. I mean, they had like the pseudo shift on as, as much as they could shift in the new rules, right? Because Javier Baez was on. He yeah. hits it. Uh, he hits it away for the first time in his life. <laughs> to me, if Bay made that, that'd have been a really good play. So mm-hmm. I'm not really going to put that all on Bay. But yeah, like there's a little unluckiness. I mean, if, if Bay was just sitting in second base where he should be, that's an easy out. They have the pseudo shift and he hits it away. I, that's part of baseball, right? Yeah. Um, but I guess what I'm getting to is I'm so tired of people being done and allergic to talent. When you <laughs> yes. see talent and you're in a rebuilding mode, you hold on to the talent. And you try to develop it because talent always prevails. I should say always, but like, like you said, I would rather have Luis Ortiz than Will Crow if they're at the same ERA level because one of them's talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what the biggest problem and everyone's hated seeing these talented pitchers get out of Pittsburgh and learn how to pitch. You know <laughs> yeah. why? Because they were talented. So for the same people that are over Luis Ortiz and over Rodolfo Castro, I will bet that Venn diagram lines up very nicely of the people who are over Joe Musgrove and over Tyler Glasnow and over Charlie Morton. And I just go down the list of all the people you were over. They're talented. You keep them. 
Yeah. You work on the talent and hope they become a good player. I, I, I genuinely feel like teams, like if some fans would rather have a rotation of Trevor Williams and Jeff Locke than like right. have guys like Joe Musgrove around. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> and I don't get it. Like we want to win and we keep, and I feel like these are the same people who keep preaching to me patience and I need to stop complaining and that I need to, I don't know, like accept the rebuild. And then we're over Luis, <laughs> Luis Ortiz after two starts. And so I, I, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I'm positive right. about a player and, and I, that was a bad thing. <laughs> and again, back to my two things can be true. Yeah. <laughs> you can develop while make the team better. Yeah. And not that Luis Ortiz has done that in these two starts, but he's talented. And yeah. you know what? And this goes back, and maybe his maybe his he's best suited right now to do both of those in the bullpen. That's possible. Yeah. I, I know Tyler's been all over that for like the past two years, and it got reinvigorated because Fort said the same thing when he was on last week. But like regardless, like you can develop and better yourself while also bettering the team. And I know it's going to get a little Henry Davis, a little spiel here again, but like Henry Davis is better than the guy who was playing right field tonight. Yeah. And the guy who was playing right field before him the other night. Mm -hmm. And he can better himself. You know what? He can further develop himself because he's not playing with a bunch of 13 year olds. That's like him being in double A isn't bettering himself. Yeah. He's it's, not getting it is better. Worthless. Like he is wasting time in double right. a like i am happy that he's killing the ball and that gets his confidence up but when you are hitting the ball like henry davis currently is in double a you get promoted because there's nothing left for you to do and so unless you really just really want carter bins in the system like even if you don't want him in the major leagues because you're just that dedicated to the super two call him up the triple a or something reward so like do something to reward him and I guess in the same note, like, you know, Castro, I don't know why he's getting benched. We're going through historically awful historic numbers, and you want to bench the one guy in the bottom half of the order who's actually can produce something. Like, you can say that his splits against righties are bad, and I'd agree, but it's better than Bayes. <laughs> it's better than Palacios. It's better than Andujar. So, like, why is he the one who gets punished? Why is right. he the only one who gets benched for bad play? Yeah, I don't know why he's not. Like, I'm very interested to find out why he's not. Mm -hmm. Again, going down, Marcano, honestly, I don't like long term have too much faith in him being a, a good player. But as of right now, he's producing. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with it. Like, he belongs, he deserves being in the lineup right now. But if the other option is Bay or Castro, Bay's been just as much a liability defensively as Castro mm -hmm. has. Like, I point out today, I think in the middle infield, Castro has four errors in like 120, 148 innings, I think. And Castro has seven in 260 or 70 innings in the, in the middle infield. Like, it, it's about the same. Like, they're both just as costly defensively. Yeah. One has a 75 way to run creative plus one has a 116. And, I don't understand why this is happening. And Castro is playing out of position. Bay is not. 
Right. Like Bay can't. Like Bay has like been playing center field and second base his entire time in the minors. Castro has not been playing shortstop, and so yeah, it, it, I I don't get the decisions. It's like it, I I try. I'm trying to get inside the mind of the front office here, and I don't. I can't think of a good reason other than Castro is the one guy who gets made an example of, but there are so many worse performers. Like the fact that I'm going to watch Miguel Anduhar start again tomorrow (laughs) is going to drive me up a wall because he doesn't do anything. Um, to kind of get back a little bit to the game, (laughs) (laughs) but again, it was a bad game. Um, and all this kind of applies, but, but right. You know, like back to his Luis Ortiz, I mean, I, I don't know how much and if he will still be in the, in the in the majors at this point in time, but there's talent there, you know. And tonight, again, I think he was just trying to do way too much. Uh, and, and again, like you compare last year, like one of the biggest things I think we talked about last year was he just looked so easy on the mound. Mm-hmm. And tonight was like the opposite, just the complete opposite of that. So I, I don't know if there's like a mentality thing with him right now, if that's the biggest thing. Like, like you said, like not being there or just like, like this isn't his first time. It's not like he's making his debut. It's the first time I've seen the bright lights and mm-hmm. my nerves are there. Like he has done that before, but again, I don't know men- mentally if there's something there right now that's, that's doing this or if it is mechanical or whatever it is, but yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's not the guy that he, he has been. That's like, this me too. This is also the guy who had like a sub two ERA last year and yeah. in six innings DFA him now. <laughs> yeah. I, if I had to guess, and this is pure speculation. I'm not putting this out there. He probably is feeling like when he came up last year, there was no pressure for him. He came up last year and said, Hey, see what you can do. These two starts, he's probably playing for an early MLB arrival. And if I had to guess, and again, complete speculation, I would think that that probably is getting to him a bit. And I think that's why he's trying so hard. And you can see him spiking those pitches and getting it inside his head. And um, yeah, no. And again, not defending him. He was bad tonight. But I I think that could be something. Yeah. And again, like I'll say, like the Pirates didn't lose because of him tonight. I mean, technically, no. But he didn't help matters. No. But like you said, they lost because they can't hit the ball. And and maybe there is something to that. He he knows there's no offense. And I hope he's thinking like I – I got to carry this team on my back and he's got to be Mitch Keller. So, so maybe again, there's something that I I don't know. I'm not going to go too deep because we're all just speculating with this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Hands down. He didn't look good, but I'm not writing him off. There's talent there and I'm holding on to that talent and trying to develop it and make him good. So he's not with the Braves later on the road and turning into Spencer Strider, as you talked about. (laughs) That is my um, <laughs> let's get down to the bullpen though, because like I said, like the bullpen did do their job. Yo, uh, Ramirez looked really good tonight. Yeah. Now, granted, this is a bad offense. So this is something you would have liked to see Luis Ortiz turn up on because the offense was bad. So Ramirez came in and, and the rest of the bullpen shut it down. Ramirez did his job 2.1, just two hits, four strikeouts. Underwood comes in even after him 2.2 with one hit and a walk, no strikeouts. But I mean, they did their, their job. Yep. The bullpen was fine. Um, Underwood Jr. was a little lucky to get out of that inning without uh, giving up any runs. But, I mean, yeah, Johan was great. Um, yeah. He looked, really looked incredible. Um, and 
kind of goes back to the thing, like, you know, because he's had a bit of a rough go in some of his starts. But his stuff in the bullpen is so good. And I want to see him get more, more high leverage situations. Like, even if it means like kicking Stevenson out or whatever you need to do, I want to see Johan become like one of the bigger pieces in the bullpen because I think he has it. Yeah. The question we just had is Ramirez good? I'll say this nobody is. He's talented. talented. (laughs) (laughs) He's talented. Yeah. I want him rather than Will Crow. Yeah. You know, Will Crow could end up being like, again, look at ERA wise. I'm not saying he will be. And of course, he's out for now, Paul. But like, he could be the the same guy ERA wise. But Ramirez got the ceiling. He's got talent. You can hang it on that. You can build a competitive bullpen around guys like Ramirez, like Holderman, like Bednar, like Steve, like and like have guys like Underwood Jr. be the you know the, the mop up man like in the sixth or seventh inning. Like the bullpen has actual potential and it's not there yet. But kind of like Ortiz, that's why you keep throwing them out there. <laughs> that's that's why you keep letting them get starts i get get appearances get them accustomed to the majors and you know good things should happen right yeah um so regardless again he did look good tonight (sighs) to get to the offensive side it's it's horrible so kutch leads off once again um he does get a hit tonight goes one for four one strikeout (sighs) I, i i don't know I don't even know. Double-digit strikeouts in the game for the Pirates. Again, this is something that April was completely opposite. The strikeouts were down. The walks were up. The walks are still decent. They're still upper third in, the, in MLB. But the stri- this team's just striking out way too much. Reynolds, yeah. three strikeouts tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. This guy is just struggling hard. He signed the extension. We talked about what was like 11 straight games he had a hit, or it was like 10 out of 11 he had a hit. Yeah, he was hitting like All over 400. Doubles. Yeah. yeah, and then just <laughs> mm-hmm. well, let me just ask you off. a question. Two questions, actually. First of all, did you ever feel in a moment that we were actually ever going to score tonight? And two, if you had to guess without looking, how many at bats did we have with runners in scoring position? Well, we won. We had we one at bat, right? We had five. It was five. <laughs> I'm thinking all the, I'm thinking all the the two out hits that the team had, <laughs> and we then went, that was we, it. We we got like a first and second no outs, and then it went one two three. I forget which inning that was, but yeah, like it never felt like this team was ever going to score tonight. <laughs> no, that's what I was getting to. There was the back to back innings where we had the two outs and we got a hit. Cutch got the. That's when we got what's his face delay and it was ahead of him to second. Um, that was like the closest I think that there was. Kutch and Delay were on. Brian Reynolds was up, two outs, two guys on. At that time, it was four nothing. I think still. So it could have been a four three game, or who knows? At least got some runs. That didn't happen. I felt like that was the closest this team ever got to scoring. It, it felt so uncompetitive the entire night. Like I was legitimately scrolling through other games, like my little tab on MLB TV, just because it was more interesting to watch than the Pirates' offense. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't have anything to say. It's just terrible, and I hate watching it. I've just, 
it's such a horrible stretch right now of baseball. I, I don't know. I don't know. Perplexed, I guess, is the best way of putting it. I mean, how do you play this well in April? And I understand there are some circumstances, but you go completely just the worst team in baseball, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at offensive numbers, everything has like a 30 next to it. <laughs> just dead last in baseball. This is a, a, a good – we talked about the depth of the lineup. That's gone. Mm-hmm. And, again, this, this goes to the tangent, but it's just like maybe add some some excitement. I don't know. Maybe you get someone who has a hot bat right now and, and, and Henry Davis. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could help ignite thing. I don't know. But, like, maybe don't Palacios isn't it. Andor isn't it. So why maybe, do you keep trotting out these guys? Maybe don't sit Andujar and Connor – sorry, maybe don't sit Connor Joe and Castro – for like five straight days, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't think I don't think Joe's played in like three days. I was um, just gonna say, you know, you make a good point. We we talked about Castro. We didn't get to the, the Joe part because he had Connor Joe's the same thing. And like, I get it. Like, they're they're platoon guys. They were brought into platoon, but at some point, you have to sit and look at what you're doing and say, you know, maybe Josh Palacios just isn't a major league baseball player. Right. <laughs> you kind of throw the platoon out when the other side of the platoon is a career minor leaguer. Yeah. So, like, th- no. <laughs> that, that's not – that's that, – no. I'm going to go with Connor Joe. I'm yeah. still going Connor Joe. Regardless, I understand, like, he's in using better situations. That's why he's, I guess, as good as he is at this point. But he's the best hitter on this team. Like, he legit, yeah. he's he has the highest war. He's the best hitter on the team. Like Connor Joe is the best offensive player. So why is he not playing? I don't know. I mean, unless they're treating this like they're treating 2022 and that they're just trying to see what they have in guys like Palacios and Andujar and Bay and Owens, it makes no sense to me. Like if you have to fit in Bay, you know what? I get it. Put him in yes. center field. He has speed. He can do stuff on the base pass. He can play center field. Cool. I get it. Play Jack in right field. Keep Andrew and Palacios away from this team. It's not like it's not like we need rest days. We have lots of rest days. Just at keep- this point, this stretch, yeah, there's a lot. Every third, <laughs> I think the next six Thursdays, the next next five Thursdays are all yeah. off days. Plus, there was an off day this Monday. Mm-hmm. And we had off and off day last week. So, you know, I'm sure they have their reasons. But, you know, it's really hard to find that one big swing that Derek Shelton keeps emphasizing. When trotting out your worst players. Back to the Bay comment. You, you brought those four players. And yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely okay with Bay as well. That's, that's what this year was supposed to be. This year was... God damn. Doing two things at once. It's developing and also being confident, right? You finally yeah. bring in the vets so you have some competency while you can help and let develop the young guys. So you have Bay in there, and he's going to have his struggles, and that's perfectly okay. You got Castro in there, and he's going to have his struggles, and that's perfectly okay because you have these vets around them. So you can allow them to have their struggles. You can allow them to develop. You have some competency. But now it's gone. You have those guys that need to develop, and you're surrounding them with Palacios and Anduar and Owings. And now, just as Jim says here, now you're back to 2022 all over again. That was the problem. 
Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, don't have those guys in this lineup. They don't belong in the lineup. They don't belong on major league teams. You know why I know that? Because other major league teams have decided they don't belong on their teams. So why do we keep collecting them? Here's a fun challenge for the chat. Where did, Palac where did Palacios come from? And when you find out where Palacios comes from, what team DFA'd him, look at their record and realize, hey, maybe if this team didn't want him, he shouldn't be on a major league roster with us. You mean like Josh Van Meter last year? <laughs> hey, when the Diamondback says he's not good enough for our team? Yeah. It it makes no sense. Right. And I get it because you have you, you brought up CSN, he was terrible. Swaggerty, I don't know what the heck happened to Swaggerty. Like I, he's he's got some chronic illness. I I, I get it. You don't want to bring up that guy we've got from Chavez Young. You don't want to bring him up because he's not a good hitter. I get it. Oh, he's been hitting but, recently. But again, AAA. I said, although he's been hitting a little bit recently, but again, AAA. Whatever. Okay. I mean, but still. So like, was, there has yeah. to be better options than what we're currently throwing out there. And it really just feels like April was a, such a mistake. And that the front office is trying to correct it. <laughs> and I know that's not true. It just feels like it. <laughs> they might not be trying to correct it, but what bothers me is they're not trying to get it back on that track. Yeah. You could try and they're not. But and again, to, that's my biggest someone issue. Our money, and that just isn't something we want to do. <laughs> Bobby Fold. I'm so glad I cashed out my Pirates to make the playoffs bet. Cash it out after the second loss to Tampa. <laughs> yep, probably did. made the smart money move there. Never would have bet on that in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it to the bank, though. Bet all you bet your life savings on the Cardinals winning the division. It's going okay. to happen. <laughs> Anyways. I feel like there's a little bit of therapy for us, a little bit of event session on certain things because, again, it's a lot of the same stuff that we've been talking about for the past two weeks. Mm -hmm. Offense wasn't there. The pitching, again, like as bad as Ortiz was, holistically, the pitching was still there to win the game. They only gave up four runs. Yep. This team can't score two. Yep. And it, it if... You're already thinking game over because two runs got scored in the first inning. That's a problem. Right. And so we can take this that's saying that Luis Ortiz was bad, but the problem is still the offense. And it's always going to be until we choose to roster major league hitters. Yep. All right. I guess let's get out of here. Yep. There's always tomorrow. So the Pirates face the toughest task in Rodriguez tomorrow. So if they couldn't score tonight, well, they might have negative runs tomorrow. That's a day game. Cody will be on the post game after that. Sorry, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> and then an off day. Um, I guess some things to plug. So we are going to have our live podcast on June 3rd. I've tweeted out, but we've never talked about it on the show here. But yeah, so June 3rd, we're having a live podcast. It's going to be at noon. We'll be doing the show actually at one o'clock. So if you guys want to come out and join, have some fun with us. It's the O'Neill Cruz bobblehead night as well. So we can all 
enjoy that. <laughs> um, yeah, locations still be determined, but that's going on. And then on Thursday, we will have a special guest for WNS9+. Plus. So tune in then. But tomorrow, another game. We'll see you then as well. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.